This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars, the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. This is where the fun begins. Chewing. We're home. Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to the Blue Milk Cafe. Grab an empty stool at the counter, order a cup of Jawa juice and a nice slice of Yogan fruit pie, and get ready because we're about to talk all things Star Wars. Good morning, my suspect, and welcome back into the cafe. This is episode 113. I'm your host, Jeff, and on this weekend's episode, I'll be talking about episode 3 of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. But before I do that, there is something that's been on my mind ever since the whole situation started that I need to talk about just to get it off my chest. And if I end up losing some listeners because of it, you know what? I'm fine with that because if you have a problem with what I'm about to talk about, then maybe you're not the kind of people I want listening to my show. Um, The situation is the whole Moses Ingram situation and all the racist hate she's been getting on her social media ever since this series has premiered. She is doing such a tremendous job playing the third sister. I love her character. She is such a badass, and I can't express she this the third sister is like probably one of my favorite inquisitors so far because of the way Moses Ingram is portraying her, and that is a sign to me of a good good actor and i've i've i'm fifty three years old, and I still don't understand how. Another human being can look at another human being and hate that human being so much just because of the color of their skin or their religion or just because they think different than you and have different beliefs. I'll never understand that. I don't know how that person's mind works, but I've never understood a racist. I've never understood how they, they can do that. Just look at someone and say, I hate you so bad just because you're that color. It just boggles my mind. And, of course, I was never raised like that. So I just don't – it It just – like I said, it just confuses me how someone could hate someone else just because they're different than you. They look different than you. They're a different color than you. It's ridiculous to me. And I'm pretty sure most of you have seen Ewan McGregor's 
uh, little video in support of Moses Ingram, and he has said it much more elegant than I am now. But I am with Ewan when he says, if you're a racist, you're no, no, no Star Wars fan. You, you're, no, you're just not. You're not a Star Wars fan. Because Star Wars is the embodiment of diversity. So many different aliens, so many different colors of aliens. It is, like I said, it boggles my mind how people can be like this. We we had this situation with John Boyega. We had this situation with Rose Tico, even with Daisy Ridley and all the female um, act or characters that they are introducing in the Star Wars in the new Star Wars stuff now. It's just ridiculous to me that racism and really um you know the gender it, it it bothers people in the gender of certain characters which i don't understand that either so i just want to get that off my chest saying i really don't understand how someone could be like that but that's just me um like i said if I lose listeners, so be it, but this is the way I feel, and I had to get it off my chest, and it's really a sad situation when an actor like Moses Ingram, you know, you could, I could tell she's, she really loves playing this role. If you look at all the uh, press and stuff for Obi-Wan building up to Obi-Wan, it looks like she's having a ball with it all and to throw this in there to distract her from having you know a better time is just sickening to me and I wish some fans would just you know just learn to hey it is what it is but these these fans that are doing this I hope you're not even watching the series anymore just stop watching it if it bothers you so much. Stop watching Star Wars altogether because we really don't need those kind of fans in our fandom. Okay. I think I've went on long enough about that because I'm starting to get worked up and a little angry. And I don't like that, of course, here in the cafe. Of course, this is a positive space where, you know, we talk about positive things. So... Let's talk about some positive things and episode 3 of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And of course, spoiler warning, if you haven't seen it, go watch it, come back and listen. Um, in this episode, I have never been more frightened of Darth Vader than I am after watching this episode. I was scared of him when I was a 7-8 year old kid when I first saw Star Wars. But this took it to a whole new level for me. Um, the Just the brutality he exhibited in this episode. Um, basically, he wanted Obi-Wan to feel what he felt when he was burning in that lava on the shores there on Mustafar. He... When he was dragging Obi-Wan through that field of fire, I, it was just like, oh my god, this dude is terrifying. And when he first got into that town, 
and he he's looking for they're looking for Obi Wan and Leia, and the um I forget her name already the the character that dressed up like the Imperial officer to help them escape. Um, he just walking along the streets, choking just random citizens just to draw Obi-Wan out because like the Grand Inquisitor said, compassion is the Jedi's biggest flaw. And he was using that. He was dragging these citizens just up the street, choking them, snapping their necks. He didn't care if they were children, women. He just going on a little rampage there. And then the that was one of the that was the most one-sided lightsaber battles I've ever seen, if you want to call it a lightsaber battle. Um, Obi-Wan refusing, basically, to, to to face him. And Darth Vader just throwing everything he could at him. But, of course, Obi-Wan gets saved by the... I'm going to call her the Imperial Spy. I'm not sure, because, like I said, I forget her name. And, wow, that... Like I said, I got the Darth Vader stuff out of the way right off the top because that's the thing that shocked me the most in this episode was I didn't think we would see him, see Darth Darth Vader, seeing Darth Vader being more brutal than he was in Rogue One. But I think this top Rogue One just by, by a hair, by a hair. Because, oh my goodness, it was brutal, in my opinion. And like I said, I've never been more frightened of Darth Vader in my life. So, that was, um, they they did that amazingly. And I cannot wait to see more. And now, let's, let's talk about some of the other little things in this episode. Um... I, again, I don't know the character's name because I've only watched the episode once. But the alien that picked Leia and Obi-Wan up on the road after they got out of the cargo ship. Right when he started to speak, I looked at my wife and I said, that's Seth Rogen. Oh my God, they got Seth Rogen to do a voice. I said, this is awesome. And then the next day, I see on Twitter that someone mentioned that Zach Braff voiced that character. I was in shock. I was like, that was not Zach Braff. That did not sound like Zach Braff to me. Now, I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm If, if it is Zach Braff, it is Zach Braff. I am not arguing that fact. I am just saying that sounded like Seth Rogen to me. And if it was Zach, oh my goodness, dude, you did an awesome Seth Rogen impersonation because that was Seth Rogen. I mean, right when he started talking, that's the first I was like, oh my God, Seth Rogen. But like I said, apparently it's not. It is Zach Braff. So if someone out there really has more information on this situation, Zach or Seth, please let me know because it is tearing me up inside. Now, I know I can go and search it myself, but I don't have a computer at home. I haven't had a computer in almost two years, so 
I'm really getting sick and tired of looking stuff up on my tiny phone. So that's why I'm saying, yeah, if someone can go, if someone knows, if someone can go confirm to me, yes, that was Zach Braff doing the voice, or was it just Zach Braff in the makeup and the prosthetics, and it was Seth Rogen doing the voice? I don't know. That's, I should have looked it up yesterday before I left work for the weekend, but I didn't. So, I was just, like I said, I was just shocked that, to find out that, oh no, you know, congratulations to Zach Braff on blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? And then, of course, I saw a bunch of replies to that tweet saying the same thing I did. I said that was Seth Rogen right away. That was Seth Rogen. That was Seth Rogen. That's all the, com- you know, the replies I heard. And I was like, see, I'm not the only one. So, like I said, if someone can. Sh- Shed some light on this mystery for me before Monday. It is Saturday morning right now, before Monday, because if I remember Monday morning when I get to work, maybe I could jump online real quick and see if I could find the answer out for myself. But yeah, that kind of like blew my mind. But that whole that whole scene there with them going on that uh, transport with with him. And then the stormtroopers getting in the back, and Obi Wan almost blowing it a couple of t- his cover a couple of times. But Obi Wan is a Jedi, and he is quick. And without using the Jedi mind trick, he was able to get out of it. But then they come to another checkpoint, and that's where they're found out. And when Obi Wan is taking out the the gate, the guards that are guarding the gate. And when he shot that one down off the top of the tower and he fell onto the laser gate and it just cut him in half, my jaw dropped open because I didn't expect that. I just thought it would, like, zap him and he would die. I had no idea it cut him in half. I don't know what I was thinking. I've been a Star Wars fan forever and, of course, it's going to cut him in half. It's a laser. But, like I said, I thought it was just going to zap him and he was just going to fall dead. But him getting cut in half, that shocked the crap out of me. So, yeah, this series is just... Wow. I... I hate this... I hate comparing different series because I know back when Book of Boba Fett came out, people were asking me... Which did I like better, The Mandalorian or The Book of Boba Fett? I hate doing that because I love The Mandalorian for what it was. Mandalorian was the first live-action Star Wars series we've got, and I love it because of that. But I also love it because that very first episode of The Mandalorian just, you know, took my breath away. And same with Book of Boba. Book of Boba, I love that series because it's Boba Fett. And when I was a kid, I thought Boba Fett was the coolest thing in the world. And then as I got older, I was just like, yeah, he's cool, but he didn't do much. And eh. But now when they brought him back in The Mandalorian and now the book of Boba Fett, I love Boba Fett so much now. So I love that series because of that. And, of course, all the animated series, I love those. But Obi-Wan Kenobi, this one, this series just feels a little different but special 
So if I had to like pick them to go back and rewatch, even though we're only three episodes in, uh, Obi Wan would probably be the first series I would go back and say, yeah, I'm going to rewatch this one first, and then I'll rewatch Mandalorian or the Book of Boba or something like that. But oh my goodness, like I said, the series is just so awesome. And of course, I'll probably be saying the same thing at the end of August about Andor. <laughs> so we'll just have to wait and see. I am just loving all these live-action Star Wars shows. I can't wait to see more of Obi-Wan and see what's going to happen next week since at the end of this week's episode, the third sister was chasing Leia down the tunnel. So what's going to happen there? I just can't wait to see where it goes from here. And everyone out there, you know where to find me. You can find the Blue Mill Cafe on Twitter at that BMC pod. You can email the BMC pod at that BMC pod at Gmail. You could also find the Blue Mill Cafe over at the Red Five Network. Go check out the Red Five Network. There's so many other shows over there at the Red Five Network, all great shows. And most of them, better quality and better content than mine. So go check out the Red 5 Network. Trust me, you'll find something there that fits your geek itch. So go check out the Red 5 Network. And as always, until next time. I have spoken. Give the evacuation code signal. Thank you for stopping by the cafe. Life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. You can follow the Blue Milk Cafe on Twitter at that BMC Pod. You can follow the Facebook group, the BMC Pod. You can also email the Blue Milk Cafe, that BMC Pod at gmail.com. And remember, Blue Milk, it does a body good. Anyway. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. <laughs> <laughs>